tonight. Are we on the precipice of World War III? I hope not, because I believe the next World War will not go by the name World War. It's got a different name. It begins with A. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Do our current roads lead there, however? We will discuss this tonight. The clash of civilizations is here and growing, and we are just getting started. Plus, we distinguish where the real propaganda comes from regarding Israel and Hamas. And Australian women are some of the ugliest women on the planet. I didn't say it. Maxim Magazine proved it. This is your favorite night of the week, the Deep End of Timesh, live. Oh, good evening, everybody, and welcome into the Deep End. And if you are a new person to the Deep End, I got to say welcome and thank you for subscribing. Our subscriber numbers are going up faster than ever before. Thank you. Keep hitting that like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell. Get notified every time we come at you with new content. Tuesday night, 730, the Deep End. Here we are, Season 7, Episode 6, tomorrow night, the Deep Dive. But tonight... It's about how if people believe absurdities, they can commit atrocities. Who said that? That was famously said by Voltaire, the French Enlightenment thinker. He said, when you can get people to believe absurdities, you can, you can get them to commit atrocities. Great quote. Exactly what we're seeing in Hamas. Um, exactly what we've seen with uh, Islam for the better part of 1400 years. Uh, this is not news. When people believe evil things, they do evil things. But tonight, I don't emphasize that quote by Voltaire. I have a different quote in mind, and I think it speaks to what we are about to experience in the West, in the Christian West now. And more and more as the great day of Jesus' return comes. Here's the quote from Voltaire I want to share. He says, it does not require great art to prove that Christians should tolerate each other. How I, he says, however, am going further. I say that we should regard all men as our brothers. What, he says, the Turk, my brother, the Chinaman, my brother, the Jew, the Siam. Yes, without doubt. Are we not all children of the same father and creatures of the same God? Well, Voltaire, you are as stupid as you are dead. And the reason why I say this is because multiculturalism is impossible. You cannot have conflicting worldviews such as Islam, Christianity, Judaism, or in this case, Hamas and Israel or pro-Palestinian, uh, Israel is an apartheid state and a freedom-loving Jewish state of Israel on the same ground. Can't have both living there. That's what this current moment is about. See, Christians and Hindus don't share the same God or philosophies. Muslims, Christians, Jews don't share the same gods. They disagree on a number of beliefs, most notably what heaven is. And most importantly, how you get saved. Muslims believe you got to practice the five pillars of Islam. Hindus believe you got to get reincarnated some 300,000 times and live a good life to enter into nirvana. Christians believe you can't do anything. Jesus Christ saves you by grace through faith by the shedding of his blood. Now, the idea that Christians and Hindus and Muslims can get along in harmony and live peacefully is a wonderful idea in John Lennon's imagination, but it's a nightmare in reality. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a powder keg rise as a clash of values. In fact, a clash of civilizations is about to erupt from London to San Francisco, from Paris to New York. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard of Clash of Clans. Great game, by the way. I'm talking about Clash of Civilization. Now, it brings me to Deep End News. Let's get there. Deep, 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 deep End News. The news you choose if you could choose news. So this is interesting. The largest Hindu temple in the world is where? Why, New Jersey, of course. Yes, this is Robbinsville, New Jersey. They have just finished construction on the largest Hindu temple, well, qualifier, outside of India in the modern era. It took, according to an article that I've read here at canvas.com, it took a combined total of 4.7 million hours of work by artisans and volunteers to hand carve about 2 million cubic feet of stone. The four varieties of marble from Italy and limestone from Bulgaria traveled first to India, then over 8,000 miles to, the, <coughs> to New Jersey. 
There they were fitted together like a giant jigsaw puzzle to create what is now touted as the largest Hindu temple outside India to be built in the modern area, standing on a 126-acre track. That's like seven times the size of Met Stadium where the Giants and Jets play. It will open to the public. Well, it did open to the public yesterday. Now, it has not opened without controversy. This is uh, also from the article, service and devotion are two basic elements that form the subtle foundation of how a temple so majestic gets built here in New Jersey, said Trevetti, who studies Swamaranian faith tradition and follows it. Sorry if I butchered the name there. But uh, this temple has been in the works for about 12 years, came under scrutiny and criticism in 2021 as a civil lawsuit alleged that there was forced labor, meager wages, and grim working conditions. 12 of the 19 plaintiffs have now retracted their allegations. That's interesting. And the lawsuit is on hold pending an investigation. That's also interesting. The complaint alleges that the, those exploited were Dalits or members of the former untouchable caste in India. Case is an ancient system of social hierarchy based on one's birth and is tied to concepts of purity and social status. So this is what's happening in New Jersey. In New Jersey, the Hindu ideology is invading the West. And I am amazed, astonished to be able to tell you that the largest Hindu temple outside of India is now in New Jersey, of all places. Evidently, New Jersey is home to 300,000 practicing Hindus. Hindus came from around the country to come and volunteer their time to build this temple to a false god. The USA Today newspaper reports grand and contentious. The world's largest Hindu temple is opening in New Jersey. Workers say they were abused. They were held as virtual prisoners. 13,000 people, again, from around the world, 12 years working on the project. Uh, Devotee said it would be a landmark moment for America's large and growing Hindu community, including 300,000 living in New Jersey. Workers, however, were subjected to shocking mistreatment, including 12 and a half hour work days, seven days a week, and little time off throughout the year. In March, the Robbinsville, New Jersey Township Police Department responded to a medical emergency at a home where temple volunteers were being housed and discovered dangerous levels of carbon monoxide and various code violations. Uh, the project was funded by donations from people around the world, said uh, one of the project leaders named Patel there, and he is unable to provide construction costs. <laughs> I have never heard of a construction project. Project where you couldn't tell us how much it costs. We literally know the cost of every single football stadium that's built in this country to the dime. Um, but this one, suddenly, we don't know the construction cost. That's because of worker exploitation, friend, and where there's smoke, there's fire. But this is right in league with the Hindu caste system. It was mentioned in the article, and I will tell you about it now. In the Hindu religion, you have to live a good life in this life to... Uh, to ascend one scale, one notch higher on the biological hierarchy. You could be a bug in one life, and then if you're a good bug, I guess you become a beetle. If you're a good beetle, you become a beagle, and then if you're a good beagle, you become a cow, and if you're a good cow, thank God the Indians won't eat you. You can live a nice, long, full life. Maybe if you're a good enough cow, you can become, you know, one of the lower levels of humans, the undesirables, the unmentionables, but you never marry outside of your caste, and that's, that's the Hindu religion. That's so antithetical to the West, where we believe that all men are created equal. But this is the philosophy invading our civilization. This is what's happening right now under our noses. America, you asked for pluralism. You asked for diversity. You said that Christians shouldn't be so proud as to believe that their faith is better than anybody else's and we should welcome them all into this country. Well, guess what, America? You're getting them. You're getting exactly what you asked for as Americans. And I bring this all up because there's a group of political activists who always get outraged when they see a lack of fairness in this, in this country or equality, when they see human rights abuses. And so far, crickets... Okay, crickets here in this Hindu temple project, the same people who chant no justice, no peace, the same people who destroyed cities in the 2020 summer of love, the same people who march for women's right with stupid pink hats in Washington, the same people who march in pride parades every July, chanting civil rights, civil liberties, you know, don't judge. Well, if you think if you think you've seen inequality, injustice and hatred based on identity now, <laughs> just wait 
you ain't seen nothing yet. And that brings me to the current, cl- the current clash of cultures that we are seeing happen overseas in Israel in the Hamas-Israeli war. Americans, you got to get your facts. You got to know what's going on. You got to see how civilizations clash. This is where wars come from. This is where hostilities, conflicts come from. Because there are people who do not tolerate other beliefs. There are people who do not think you have the right to exist. There are people who will tell you that your view of the world is damnable and punishable by death. This graphic was going around online. I think it sums it up perfectly. You have your typical left-wing, secular, progressive, pink-haired commie lady holding up a woman's picture in a hijab that's draped in the gay pride flag colors and then next to her and she's kind of sweating there as she sees an actual Arabian woman or Palestinian woman if you will holding holding up that woman's head impaled on a stick yeah that's that's pretty poetic um, but this is now happening and this is a graphic but let me give you some news in London this week during a pro-Palestinian march a pride flag and I don't know if you can see it happens quickly in the video there pride flag was ripped away from one of the protesters during a pro-Palestinian march because Palestinians do not believe in homosexual relationships. The pride flag was stolen, knocked down, and trampled on. By the way, in America, that's a hate crime. You can literally burn the American flag, but woe to you if you dare touch wrongly the progress flag. This was kind of funny. Pro-aborts marching in, uh, this is, I think, downtown New York City with the sign queers for a liberated Palestine gays for Gaza. (laughs) Uh, this is hilarious i mean it's a strange flex but this is what we are seeing happen in the west which is we wanted to adopt all these views we wanted to adopt all of these ideologies and we literally imported them in large part we imported them in the name of compassion that was george w bush's philosophy on immigration and uh, now we're importing them through our southern border who knows who's coming through our southern border right now that's wide open floods of immigrants from who knows where palestinians possibly terrorists possibly who knows our government doesn't seem to care what they do care about what the politicians care about what the media elites care about are the gays in gaza now this is an interesting little com- uh, magazine article from time that i that I, that we ran across here the title of the article is in gaza queering the the map reveals heartbreaking notes of LGBT love and loss. This is in Gaza. So there's a website where you can anonymously express your homosexuality and post or geotag yourselves on location. And you can do this from anywhere. So I don't know how accurate it actually is. In fact, I posted a fake one myself to the website. Yes, I confess. <laughs> but this is where time goes with the news right now. All of this bloodshed, all of the horrific events happening to Jews, literally, that have been documented by the Hamas terrorists. And time is concerned with the queers in Gaza. So the article reads, amid the dual threats of escalating violence and ongoing repression, a six-year-old interactive site started in Canada, of course, has emerged to provide the world a rare glimpse of the perspective of members of Gaza's LGBT community. Queering the Map, a moderated platform founded in 2017 by Lucas La Rochelle in Montreal, allows LGBT-identifying users to make anonymous geotag posts. The pink-colored atlas of community source anecdotes ranging from the raunchy, (laughs) okay, to the heart-rending has charted experience across the world in at least 28 languages so on the website you can go there yourself if you want to post like the only thing that keeps me patient in gaza is is the sea and you a reference to the sea where they want to cast all of the jews in or another post which says a place where i kissed my first crush being gay in gaza is hard but somehow it was fun end quote or another post i've always imagined you and me sitting out in the sun hand in hand free at last we spoke of all the places we could go if we could so According to our news media elites, even war has to be about the gays. Even war has to be about gays. Quick, somebody put a pride, pl- pride parade together. We need to march for gay rights as uh, Jews are literally being slaughtered and having their babies' heads cut off. Remember, friends, the most oppressed group in human history is not the blacks, it's not the Jews, it's the gays. That's who we need to think about right now. Uh, Talk about narcissism, and there's a reason why they call it self-love, because it just never ends. Never mind the fact that Hamas regularly executes gays, and people in Gaza get executed for being gay, and you don't even have to actually have evidence. You can just be accused, as is the case of this prominent commander in Hamas who was 
executed in 2016 just for the accusation of engaging in gay sex. And of course, the Islamic State has long thrown, made a habit of throwing men off buildings to their inevitable demise for being gay. This along with crucifying thieves and adulterers, literally crucifixions happening in Gaza, in the Islamic State right now. And uh, the and the cares and the media is care, uh, concerned with pr- uh, closeted gays in Gaza. Uh, more propaganda, and we're going to get to deep propaganda in just a moment. But the media is not reporting this stuff, so I have to report this stuff. Again, this is why you come to Deep End because we talk about what they won't talk about. So here we go again with peaceful protests, quote unquote peaceful, by the way. And I would like to say, fool me once, as in. 2020 summer of love, shame on you. But fool me twice, shame on me. And the people who fall for this nonsense of peaceful protests in the name of a free Palestine, I have to let you know I have no respect for you. No, 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 I don't have time for you. Because if you're going to fall for this nonsense a second time, you are literally insane. So I have the evidence. We have the receipts of peaceful protests, peaceful, quote unquote, peaceful protests. This is an anti-police and anti-Semitic riot that broke out in Brooklyn. Uh, as many Islamic Palestinian marchers chanted F Jews and F the police. I don't have the audio. You can look it up yourself where they are literally chanting F the Jews and F the police and other anti-Semitic remarks. And by the way, they are trying to escort a Jewish woman through the crowd here uh, to her safety. Uh, this is Andy Noe's reporting. On October 21st, a pro-Palestinian demonstration in Toronto targeted and harassed people at a restaurant that they deemed a Zionist cafe. Now, now, now understand this. They just decided to call it a Zionist cafe. This is the same stuff Hitler did. He, he had the Jews put the Star of David on their cafes, on their places of business. Why? So that they could be harassed. They could be boycotted. They could be avoided. And ultimately, and hopefully, according to Hitler's ideology, they could go bankrupt. Mostly peaceful protests again in Minnesota. This is famously where George Floyd died and the summer of love all began. So what you're going to see here is kind of hard to watch. Well, not this video, but the next video. Here they are talking about end apartheid and literal fools lying down in a major four lane highway there to protest Israel, to protest the Jews. This is hilariously um, ignorant. Uh, So a Minnesota man uh, drives in tries to get across, as is his right, opens his door, doesn't put the car in park, they swarm his car. This gets ugly. Uh, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you a, a different angle of this whole event. Just so you can see, this is the, po- this is the mostly peaceful protesters. So I'm going to this. They just swarm his car. And then eventually he slips through here. You can see he slips through. He drives away. He stops at another place because the road is blocked on that side. Again, these are three-lane highways. They're stopping traffic to protest in favor of terrorists in Minnesota. So they swarm him. Look at these. They're like flies. He drives away. So notice that shot right there. He drove away quickly. He goes down the street. He finds an opening. He takes a right-hand turn. Okay. That, that's the fact of how he was swarmed, attacked, chased down, hunted down like he was some kind of terrorist. Okay. This second video shows you one of the terrorists one of the protesters terrorizing this old man, his angle of the event. And this got a lot of attention online, this video. And then he, the poster, who is in the video itself, uh, illiter- later deleted the post. Watch. He's not going nowhere now. They're taunting this guy. Poor old man. Oh, yeah, peaceful protesters. Look at them. They're just, you know, just about human rights. Just about civil rights. Come on. Israel's apartheid state. Oh, they're the oppressors. That's the last part right here is that last part that you saw in the previous video. So then this moron protester chases him down. And then he has the temerity to put himself on the video. 
And you can almost see like he takes a look at himself like, ooh, I look good with my hair blowing in the wind as I chase down this poor old man just trying to get to work. These are the most mostly peaceful protests. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not falling for it again. By the way, there was an insurrection at the Capitol, not that that was going to be reported by the news, as mostly peaceful Palestinian protesters attacked police and made a rip-roaring riot happen right in the rotunda of the Capitol building. But, <laughs> take heart, <laughs> this did not involve anybody who voted for Donald Trump, so it's okay. You see, there are certain insurrections that the news media doesn't care about. And when pro-Palestinian protesters uh, march into our capital and cause a riot, the media ignores it because they must protect the narrative. These were um, Chicago protesters in a small town called Skokie, Illinois. They are literally beating the H-E double hockey stick out of a Christian man on the street. Mostly peaceful, fiery, but peaceful. And uh, what you have here is an exposure. This is the, the one positive that I will take away from all of this insanity and tragedy is that the lines are getting clearer. The lines are getting very clear as to who's who. You are going to have an interesting Thanksgiving dinner, friend. <laughs> You're going to have an interesting holiday season, um, American. And I would ask you a very, very real um, favor, if you will. Uh, it's not a favor to me. It's a favor to the truth. Get the facts. Know what you're talking about. Outwit your opponent. Because I think we need to talk to each other and we need to present the facts. And that's what this channel is here for. Uh, the lines are getting clearer when you see Greta Thunberg uh, standing with Gaza. Yeah, that I would expect that. Uh, you know, there's that meme that goes around online about the person with the jab. You know, the vaccine jab is here and the uh, BLM sticker is here and the pink hair is here and the pride and progress flag is here. And it, the, the meme just says, I'm for the, whatever the next thing is. But, you know, proof that your, your brain falls out the more and more you get secularly progressive in this country when you have the school skipper who has literally done nothing for climate change. Uh, the school skipper stands with Gaza. Uh, meanwhile, on our national mall, we have Muslims praying for peace now this is on the national mall of america i i'm old enough to remember the days when we used to have prayer christian prayer real prayer on the national mall now muslims as far as the eye can see covering the national mall of washington dc you wanted pluralism america you're going to get pluralism but it's going to be a very short-lived pluralism because that's who's taking over if christians do not experience a mighty revival if America's politicians don't wake up to what's going on and how they're letting this just flood into our country. If we don't realize the facts of history, what Western civilization is compared to all the other civilizations of human history, how Christianity and even through the Protestant Reformation has produced the freest, most civilized, most fair, equitable civilizations that have actually become the bedrock for further equity and equality, uh, leading to the abolition of slavery and segregation and the development of medicine and modern technologies and the right protecting the rights of children and women and the widow and the orphan that's all the fruit of the christian worldview the fruit of western civilization and now we're going to see as this starts to infect our country and our young people are indoctrinated by harvard yale princeton and other elite or as i would rather call them just plain old expensive universities in this country uh, we're going to see this infection take root in our culture um, this idea of calling for a ceasefire kind of ironic too by the way uh, now that the atrocities have all been committed against israel suddenly now we want a ceasefire uh, that's kind of the take of um, mark ruffalo uh, another hollywood celebrity whose brain falls out he tweeted out the other day you are not alone don't be afraid to speak up because a new poll shows that 66 percent of likely voters in the u.s would call for a ceasefire or de-escalation of bias by the way the poll is already tainted because the term is ceasefire 
and de-escalation. When you put those two words, those two phrases together, ceasefire means stop or de-escalation means, you know, settle down. I think far more people like settle down, not just stop because they know that Israel should have the right to defend itself. But this is from Mark Ruffalo. Consider the source, the same Mark Ruffalo who once mourned the loss of the lives of Anthony and Jojo, quote unquote, Anthony and Jojo. Who were they? Two attackers in the Wisconsin Black Lives Matter riot who were gunned down in self-defense by Kyle Rittenhouse, one of whom Jojo, according to Mark Ruffalo's tweet here, is called is actually Joseph Rosenbaum. He was charged by a grand jury with 11 counts of child molestation and inappropriate sexual activity with children from ages uh, 9 to 11 years old. Um, the other one that Kyle Rittenhouse killed was Anthony Huber. You know, that's the good kid in the mix. He only had a disorderly conduct conviction for 2018 as a domestic abuse repeater uh, and a possession of illegal drug paraphernalia. But those are the people that Mark Ruffalo mourned the loss of. So just consider, please, consider the source when you hear the opinion, all right? If it's coming from a celebrity, if it's coming from, dare I say, Taylor Swift, <laughs> or if it's coming from somebody in Washington, please, or especially on the news media, consider the source because the propaganda is everywhere. Meanwhile, we have cowards in power. Now, what are the police taking their time to do right now in London? Well, in Wales, this preacher was arrested and is now facing prison for holding up a Bible verse sign near an abortion clinic. This is in Wales, England. The preacher there is Stephen Green of South Wales. He is actually being uh, supported by the Christian Legal Center in the UK, which said he was being prosecuted after holding this sign within a buffer zone of an abortion clinic in Ailing East or West London. So the police can go after that guy, but they cannot stop people like this the San Francisco, a San Francisco home, homeless man who set up camp right outside a Catholic elementary school with signs free meth for stolen items or free fentanyl for new users. And this man is a convicted child molester. He finally did get arrested a few days ago, just full details here, but guess what happened? They released him, as San Francisco often does with child molesters and homeless addicts and drug dealers, and he went right back to his encampment and began his, his business uh, anew. So they can arrest pastors, but not people beating the living crap out of Christians in the midst of pro-Palestinian um, protest peaceful protests they can they can arrest pastors but they can't arrest the people who are harassing and intimidating a an elderly gentleman trying to get through to uh, get through Minnesota traffic on his way to work it's amazing to see the 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 um what would you call it the emasculation if you will of the police in the west but that's what happens when you turn away from the Christian worldview, when you turn away from the Bible, because the Bible talks about honoring authority. The Bible is big on that. The Bible is big on the authority of God, and every authority is placed in power is there for a reason, especially the state's authority, the uh, administration of the state's authority, the police power, or even, how about this, the authority of a parent. And by the way, tomorrow on the deep dive, a little plug, we will be talking about the fifth commandment, honoring your parents, and how when we break that commandment, literally your society falls apart, as we are seeing right now. When you undermine authority in the home, then every other authority is up for grabs, and that's exactly what we are seeing, and the lines are becoming clear, and we're getting this injection and infestation of other cultures, and a devaluation, a, devalu a devaluing of authority in this country, and we're going to pay a severe price. Now let's get into the propaganda, because war always has propaganda. I remember the Ministry of Propaganda from Iraq during the Iraq invasion. The guy was called ba Baghdad Bob. How many remember Baghdad Bob? Well, there's propaganda coming out of Palestine, and the question is, who do we believe? Well, we have evidence tonight on where it's coming from. So let's talk about it. There was a video floating around online of a dead baby in Gaza being carried by gen a gentleman, a Palestinian gentleman. Uh, bad news, though, they were exposed. Guy was carrying this dead baby. And then the video revealed it was a fake dead child's body just to make sure that it looks like it would it had been killed by Israeli strikes. This is the propaganda that they foist on the Western world, and the Western world falls for it because the Western world has no gift of discernment anymore. 
Or consider these ladies. This has to be my favorite. <laughs> this video was found by Ollie London on, on X.com. And here's some Gaza women crying and grieving. Oh, man, they look convincing, don't they? Look at them. Oh, no. Oh, we just lost our children in an Islamic terrorist raid. How dare this apartheid state take us down? Oh, and they walk and they keep walking and they keep walking right into the hands, the lap dogs with the cameras capturing the moment. Look, she's got an iPhone in her hand. <laughs> then, now, now, that's not the funny part. This is the funny part. Same women holding up guns and chanting about Hamas's right to destroy Jews. And uh, that is just part and parcel with the propagandist movement of the Gazan people. It's almost like they know it will play in America. <laughs> it's just, oh. You see, the, the loss of educating our young the, the, the um, subjugating education's process to the whims and feelings of adolescence. You know, who's, who's really in charge of our universities? The kids. The kids. The inmates are running the asylum. I've talked about this endlessly. When you don't teach them how to examine facts and data and get due diligence on the facts, they fall for lies. It's why the enemy loves uneducated people. And this is happening. An uneducated populace is a waiting populace for totalitarianism. And if that's not bad enough, propaganda is also a thing in America. Yes, not just the Palestinians, not just the Gazans are uh, creating propaganda to play to those stupid enough to believe them. Even our left-wing media outlets are. Let's begin with New York Magazine. They tweeted this out over the last week. The Hamas terrorist group has never been very popular among Palestinian people. It rules in the Gaza Strip, and Gazans shouldn't be blamed for its actions or its continued hold on power. This is New York Magazine reporting this. Well, thank God that Elon Musk had the money to buy Twitter and change it into X because he added this community notes program where people can tag a tweet with uh, data that shows that the the tweet is lying. So Community Notes um, activated immediately and produced documented evidence that in 2006, Hamas won their elections in Gaza by a huge majority. Then as early as 2021, they had a 53% approval. They were <laughs> voted in by 53% saying they believed they most deserve, they were most deserving of representing and leading the Palestinian people. And that number even went higher in 2023, yet this year, to 57% of the Gazan population saying they had a positive opinion of Hamas. Ladies and gentlemen, our president has about a 36% approval rating. Hamas has almost double that approval rating in the Gaza Strip. And do you think New York Magazine would now come out and say, shoot, we got that wrong? No. Once again, crickets. <sighs> Not to be outdone, New York Times, uh, real quickly, this is... <laughs> This is old news now, but I got to report it. There was a bomb that exploded in a hospital in Gaza, and New York Times had to literally issue three different headlines within one hour. The first headline, Israel stri Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. The next headline said at least 500 dead in a strike on Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. The next headline says at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. So you see how they have to constantly adjust. You know what happened with the New York Times? They ran with the news that Hamas reported. They got the news from Hamas and they ran with it without doing their due diligence and checking up on it. So the, the news report was, yeah, Israelis bombed the hospital, killed 500 people. Then they realized, oops, maybe it had been a Gazan missile after all. And it was. It was a stray Gaza missile. Then it realized it was an explosion. The Gaza missile didn't even get that very far and may not have flown at all. Then they decided to show pictures of the, of the destroyed hospital. It wasn't a destroyed hospital. It was a destroyed parking lot. And in the parking lot, there were only 18 or so cars in the parking lot. Meanwhile, they claimed 500 people were in that parking lot or in that hospital and died as a result. This is a picture here up on the screen now of the, of the parking lot near the hospital that was, that was reported on. And if you count the cars in the, in the parking lot, there's 18 cars. How do 500 people fit in or around 18 cars and get blown away by an Israeli missile that didn't even come from Israel? It came from Gaza, a stray missile. <sighs> Doesn't stop the news from reporting it, though. ABC News also said it. An Israeli airstrike has killed hundreds of Palestinians at a Gaza hospital crammed with patients and displaced people, health authorities say. They just run with lies. 
and they don't care. Now, of course, they had to get caught out on this, and thank God again for Twitter and X. Thank God, or Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. The AP had to finally, uh, finally concede with this article, AP visual analysis, rocket from Gaza appeared to go astray, likely causing deadly hospital explosion. This is, how, this is what they had to do. This is how much work, I want you to see this in perspective. This is how much work had to be done to vindicate Israel in this war. Literally, they had to provide pictures, video, radar imagery, and satellite imagery to prove that the Jews didn't actually commit genocide, or else anyone will run with this misleading headline, Jews bomb hospital killing 500. Unreal. And then this is the New York Times yesterday, Hamas fails to make case that Israel struck hospital. That's their headline. Like, what, what are you talking about? New York, New York Times. You're, are you waiting for Hamas to produce the receipts that you desperately want to make sure that we can blame the Jews for 500 deaths in Gaza? Anyway, rightly so, according to the uh, news outlet Fox News, the New York Times has been torched for relying only on Hamas to report this tragedy that has happened. But that's not the only one. Here's another uh, example of propaganda here at home with our news outlets. The Washington Post was caught doing stealth edits to a caption describing an Israeli woman's children as being, quote-unquote, detained by Hamas. Imagine you're this woman. Your children have been taken hostage by radical Islamic terrorists who have, without reservation, slaughtered innocents, cutting off the heads of Israeli uh, IDFs, soldiers, and citizens and babies, and you're trying to chase them down, and the Washington Post comes to the defense of the terrorists who took your children. Look at it. Their ch her two children have been detained. That's the caption. Well, they were called out on it on Twitter or X as well. And the caption was updated to the proper lingo of taken hostage. Yikes. The propaganda never ends. Now you say, well, how is this happening in our culture? Because we've imported this stuff. We've imported The class of civilizations is real and you ain't seen nothing yet. Coming soon to America, I have no doubt may even already be here is Hamas terror chief on the American welfare dole living rent-free in our, in, our, in our country. I just see that coming soon. You say, well, what makes you say that? What makes you, well, because of this article from Fox News, Hamas terror chief exposes living in London, public housing project funded by UK taxpayers. Yes, a Hamas leader was discovered living in a government-subsidized London home despite previously running the terrorist group's operation in the West Bank. Mohammed Kasim Swawalha, sorry, <laughs> butchering these names, a designated Hamas member, according to Israeli Ministry of Defense, has been living in the UK for decades, according to a report from the Sunday Times. He managed to flee to England in the 1990s and secure a British passport in the early 2000s, but continued working for Hamas, according to the report. He is a wanted man. He could be arrested if he returns to the nation. The report details that he and his wife were granted roughly a $136,000 discount on a nearly $390,000 two-story state-funded home in London. I mean, wow. Wow, the, the, the strange, slow death of Western civilization, civilization. They are injecting their own COVID-19 vaccination. They are injecting it themselves, leading to their own heart cl blood clots, and they will destroy themselves all in the name of pluralism and diversity. But that's not all we're doing. That's not all the West is doing. Just again, once again, amazing news out of Canada. Let me give it the tag, ridiculous news. And I'll just detail the Western suicide, Western civilization suicide coming to us. Watch. Ridiculous. On the, on the um, screen right now is a doctor uh, who is a member of the Quebec College of Physicians. And he is arguing in this video for children. Wait, let me pause it. He is arguing for children as young as one to be given MAID. What is MAID? That is medically assistance, medical assistance in dying. That is physician-assisted suicide. This, this member of the college, Quebec College of Physicians is making the argument that babies can be assisted in suicide. Watch. Third, minors from 14 to 7 years of age, nearly 18. Um, the re committee recommends 
and the board of directors supports as well that these minors could, uh, with their tutors or parental parent, could make a request for MAID based on the level of uh, persistent and intolerable suffering that they may experience and become unmanageable and senseless. The same for babies from zero to one years of age who are born with severe uh, deformations, very uh, grave and severe uh, syndromes, medical syndromes, whose life expectancy and uh, level of suffering are such that it would uh, make sense to ensure that they do not suffer, given that their possibility of surviving uh, is basically nil. And this is something that has been used in the Netherlands as an argument, and we could explore that option. Finally, the committee uh, addressed the issue of elders who are feeling, uh, you know, tired of being alive. Uh, sometimes what we in geriatric care call, uh, you know, sliding into uh, existential suffering or emptiness, who's are very fragile, whose uh, physical abilities are uh, so debilitated that the very the uh, fact that they're still alive becomes uh, a real strain on them. So we feel that uh, this is a topic that's a sensitive one, of course. Uh, people in general aren't quite sure how to approach this. We don't have a clear answer. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you don't have any answers, pal. Uh, this is insanity. How does a one-year-old baby know that they want to commit suicide? And then how do they get them to have a doctor assistant? This is the strange, slow death of the West. You know what Jesus says uh, in Luke 23 about the end times? He says that people will call for the mountains to fall on them. And I think it says it in Revelation as well. In other words, they will long for death, but death will elude them. This is where the West is going. And what's the answer for Christians? As I've said many times in this channel, outbreed them, outbreed these maniacs, have many babies, raise them in church, grow them in the fear of the Lord, teach them about Jesus. This is our, this is our war. The war is not a week-long war. It is a multi-generational war. Tune in tomorrow night for honoring your parents because we've got to get our house in order and we've got to fight this long-range battle. And it's not to take up arms and kill each other or kill people. And it's definitely not to inject them with some kind of suicide medicine. It's to raise godly children who honor and respect their parents. Can I get a Amen in the comments. My word. But we've got to talk a little bit bigger now. We've got to talk a little bit bigger and we've got to examine the political impacts of all that's going on because guess what? China is knocking on the door of Taiwan and that is big. So let's do politics. So the Israeli-Hamas war um, has... I guess upended, according to this AP article, upended China's ambitions in the Middle East, but may serve Beijing in the end. So the article here talks about the fact that the Chinese state media have come hard, come down hard on uh, Israel. They have, they have cited Iranian news outlets in reporting illegal use of white phosphorus bombs by the Israeli army. Of course, that's from Iran, so you know how well you can trust that. And they have blamed the U.S. Uh, Israel's strongest supporter for fanning the tensions in the region. Bombarded with hostile messages, the Israeli mission in Beijing now fi filters the comments on its social media account. Uh, there has been a surge of anti-Semitic sentiment in China, in the Chinese in internet. Um, this is uh, a growing problem because now Taiwan is starting to grow a little bit leery of China's uh, ambitions. So this article from the Telegraph, Taiwan, ramps up its defenses amid fear of China's lethal drone swarms. Swarms. So here's, a, here's where it's happening, and, and this is a bigger picture now. We have to wide angle out here. We got to look at what's going on um, geopolitically. You've got, since Biden has taken office, by the way, you've got the war in Ukraine, you've got the war uh, it, now breaking out in Israel, and you've got potentially a war breaking out in China, where we're going to have to come to the aid of this tiny little island off the coast of China named Taiwan, the only democracy 
uh, in Chinese territory. And so what has Biden done? He has drafted up a bill for $100 billion of foreign aid, including money for Israel, Israel and Ukraine. But even ABC News has to admit that most of the benefit will go to Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, that nice little money laundering scheme uh, where Joe Biden's son used to work. That is where the money's going to go, and we're going to have to pay for it. By the way, the articles of the detail show us that the that the spending package, $100 billion, by the way, is not technically just for Ukraine. It's to ramp up our military armament because our supplies have been drained trying to help Ukraine. So guess what's happening right now? This is incredible. And, it, and, and we're going to get to biblical prophecy in just a moment. So stay with me. America is literally losing its military capacities trying to up, trying to support all these, you know, the spinning plates on the sticks here, trying to make sure that we can, oh, we got to rescue Israel. Oh, we got to rescue Ukraine. Oh, gosh, what happens if Taiwan, Taiwan gets invaded by China? Um, my question and, and my commentary here is, is this fulfilled prophecy? Are we about to enter into that great war called Armageddon? Because when you see the world's policemen, America, start to lo- run low on ammunition, you're in a world of hurt. This, this is, but, and it all kind of centers, again, around Israel. China now is starting to ramp up against Taiwan because Israel and America is pro-Israel and, 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 and then they're pro-Ukraine and that's up in Russia and they're fighting against uh, the Russians through Ukraine, this proxy war. And meanwhile, uh, Putin is kind of uh, uh, coalescing with uh, President Xi in China. This is potentially exactly what scripture talked about. Let me talk, let me show you what I mean. Zechariah chapter 12, verse two, God says, behold, I'm about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples. The seas of Jerusalem will also be against Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will surely hurt themselves and all the nations of the earth will gather against it. On that day, declares the Lord, I will strike every horse with panic and his rider with madness. But for the sake of the house of Judah, I will keep my eyes open when I strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. So you've got this coalescing of armies ramping up their uh, military armaments and taking advantage of America's weakness. You see, I always struggled with how could all this happen in the Middle East, all this war that the Bible talks about in Revelation, if America was pretty much running things from the other side of the world and kind of policing everything. And, and now, now I see it starting to, could potentially unfold as you see America not have the capacity to keep the plate spinning. So not just Zechariah, but Ezekiel talks about this, the prophecy concerning Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38, a, a, a place called Magog, led by a man that is ter- teamed, uh, termed Gog. Uh, by the way, Gog just means leader, and Magog means people. So this is a leader and his people. It says the prince of Meshach, some people equate that to Moscow and Tubal, and prophesy against him. He says, say, thus says the Lord, behold, I'm against you, O Gog, chief of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you about, put hooks in your jaws, and I'll bring you out and all your army, horses and horsemen, all of them full of armor, great hosts, all of them with buckler and shield, wielding swords. And then he mentions these uh, nations, per- Persia, that's Iran, Cush, we'll talk about where that is in just a moment. He talks about uh, all of them with them, shield and helmet, Gomer, we'll talk about who that is, all his hordes, Beth Togomar, from the uttermost parts of the north with all his hordes, many peoples with you. So I have this map here up on the screen, and these are those nations. You've got Gomer up in Europe, uh, which you can potentially see some of Eastern Europe partnering here, Rosh or Russia, Magog, Persia, that's Iran, Kush is Egypt, Put is Libya, Togarma and Tubal, Syria, Turkey, Iraq, kind of the leftover people from all those once great society or civilizations, not great, but but civilizations that hated Israel in ancient times. And guess what? They still hate Israel. And now are they going to coalesce? Are they going to come and invade the land of Israel? Are they going to, I don't know, maybe not all at the same time, but take their shots here? Because it seems like we're seeing exactly what God prophesies in Ezekiel 38 and Zechariah chapter 12. Which leads me all to the very discouraging report that World War III, which goes by another name in the Bible, you can see it come to pass. Now, I do not want to alarm you. (laughs) You say, oh my gosh, you have alarmed me completely. What are you talking about? The reason why I don't want you to alarm you is because God said it would happen. God said it would happen. And God said, and I will be part of the instigation that makes it happen because this has to come to a, this has to come to a head. The world cannot continue as it is, friend. It cannot. And this is a wake-up call for every Christian and every nominal Christian. 
You think that this could continue? You think that we can have the redefinition of literally manhood and womanhood? You think that we can have the indoctrination of our kids, our best and brightest at elite or expensive universities continue and you'll see a more peaceful, just, equitable society? You think you can have the de the deconstruction of Western civilization and the Judeo-Christian ethic in society and, and, it will be get, and it will get better? No. This has to come to a head. The word of God prophesies that this comes to a head. And that looming feeling, that 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 sense of dread that so many people feel, very real. The good news for Christians is God's going to protect you, hold you fast. For you pre-tribbers, pre I pray you're right, and we'll get out of here before all the, you know, what hits the fan. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping you're right. I don't think you are, but I'm hoping. I believe post-trib, I believe God will protect us and hold us fast and strengthen us. And he has in the days of Noah. He has in the days of Egypt's dominance of Israel. He has throughout human history. He will protect his own. But now we need to be awake. By the way, all of this international intrigue about World War III coming, and it's something that Elon Musk just said on Twitter just the other day. We're sleepwalking our way right into World War III. You remember the days when they used to say that Donald Trump was going to get us into World War III? Well, Joe Biden's saying, hold my beer. Just this montage was put together. Listen to this just for a moment. Well, we were on the brink of World War III because Donald Trump took the worst possible option given to him in a slideshow. In this country, we have begun to overestimate the dangers of impeachment and underestimate the dangers of a deranged president retaining control over a nuclear hyperpower. <laughs> we cannot wait around while Donald Trump is in control of the nuclear weapon. Your objection <laughs> to potentially going into World War III cannot be procedural. Biggest danger of the Trump presidency is that we are always just a Trump whim away from nuclear war. They say it's World War III, but I'm looking out my window, it's very quiet in those smoking craters out there. Has to be told that it's his job to avoid World War III. One Democratic congressman uh, sent me a note this evening and say this president wants this war. A future administration needs to find a way to put an end to the forever wars. They're in a new normal, and the new normal is forever war. But forever there's wars. a you know, big difference between ending the forever wars, uh, which he wants to do responsibly, and what seems to be President Trump's rather itchy Twitter finger. The objective needs to be uh, to end the forever wars. If Congress does not want to go to war, now is the time to start putting restraints on this president. And again, they've been giving him green lights all the way. Maybe it's because we're going to take on the military industrial complex. Yeah, the four years of the Trump presidency in which not a single international conflict had started. First president, presidential term since Eisenhower, where we didn't have a new international conflict start in four years. That was the Trump presidency. Everybody said it was World War III. Here we are three, only three years into Biden's presidency, Ukraine, Israel, potentially Taiwan. Wow. Who knows what's next? Yikes. Pray, pray for peace. Pray that Jesus Christ comes again, reach people with the gospel, because I believe that hearts are ripened, uh, which brings me to a deep end follow up about somebody that um, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this follow up pertains to uh, Kat Von D. She got baptized a couple weeks ago and you won't believe the reaction that she's getting. Let's do it. follow-up. So you remember news about uh, this lady right here, Kat Von D. She was, she's a tattoo artist. Um, she's been saved out of all kinds of sorcery, the occult. Uh, there she is getting baptized. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Beautiful story. A lot of people in the audience from her former life uh, make no assumptions about them being Christian themselves, but she is a real diehard Christian. There's a test, a lot of... Um, lot of evidence that this woman has been truly changed and uh, set free from her past and now belongs to Jesus. But Protestia reporting that she got most of her backlash from Christians. She says Christians were the worst when it came to criticizing her baptism. Um, this article is saying former tattoo artist and celebrity Kat Von D recently baptized, uh, announcing the occult, responded to the people and uh, saying that the worst reaction she received was not from the atheists, but from other Christians. She said, quote, I know I'm not 
I know that a lot of people want me to share my testimony and I'm definitely not going to do that today, but I do plan on maybe that being like a pers- podcast interview or some kind of format where I can just give you 100% of me. By the way, why don't you uh, go on to Instagram and say, hey, come on the deep end. Uh, Pastor Tim would love to have you on and share your testimony. I absolutely would. Uh, Von D said she expected to get a lot of hate after being baptized, but she was surprised at the overwhelmingly beautiful amount of just positivity and love she received from her fans and followers, the majority of whom are not Christian. She knows that my baptism was a public dem- demonstration of where I stand with my faith and basically letting people know that I'm not ashamed. Sadly, she says most of the neg- negative comments she received were from fellow Christians. And people will question this. And it's just a, sh- a sad commentary in the church. I mean, at, the, at this point in human history, can we really do this? Can we have this infighting happening? Can we question when people make a public declaration of Jesus Christ and they don't look like you? Like, enough. By the way, in her, in her Instagram post, she, she posted this. This is her literally getting her tattoos covered up with complete black. She said that she did this because it's far less painful than getting them sur- uh, la- removed by laser. And uh, she just likes the color black and whatever. And she's trying to cover her old life she's coming she's come to christ she's being changed and christians are sitting there attacking her are you kidding me but we we shouldn't be surprised we shouldn't be surprised by this because remember it was the religious leaders that put jesus christ in the hands of pilate and and the roman centurions it was the insider religious crowd that couldn't stomach the fact that jesus hung out with sinners and tax collectors luke 15 tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to hear jesus and pharisees and scribes grumbled saying this man receives sinners and eats with them then he goes to zacchaeus's house in luke 19 come down zacchaeus i must eat at your house today and he came down and he hurried and he received jesus joyfully and when they saw it they grumbled he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner this is nothing new it's a pharisee spirit it is sick and uh I would counsel you to get on to uh, Kat Von D's Instagram and just say, praying for you, God bless you, your testimony is fantastic, and then tag at Tim Hatch Lives podcast sent me here. Do me that favor. Would love to get her on the podcast, ask her questions, what led her to Christ, who she is now. Uh, Amazing story. We want to celebrate that. We don't want to criticize that. Uh, Do we have time for one more piece of news? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Okay, we're going to do it anyway. And uh, this brings me to uh, another edition of Ridiculous News. Two in one episode. Ridiculous. Okay, this is going to sound odd. Uh, but as a pastor, I celebrate, I celebrate the inclusion of trans men into pornographic content. <laughs> I do. I celebrate it. Please, more trans men in pornographic content. Because it might be the best way to bring the pornographic industry to an end in this country. Uh, In other news, Victoria's Secret has decided to abandon its uh, progressive... Uh, fat, uh, fat, overweight, and plus size model and uh, transgender model uh, program because evidently it doesn't sell. So they're bringing sexy back. Uh, But this is news out of Australia. It has finally happened. For decades, the soft porn magazine Rag, Maxim Magazine, has put out the list of the top 100 sexiest women. Uh, and so they do this per country, only in the West, of course. There is no Iranian Maxim magazine. Uh, but they did this in Australia. And finally, it has happened, ladies and gentlemen. A moment for equity, a moment for progress, a moment for women all over the world, as I am pleased to report that a man has made Maxim's top 100 hottest women list. (laughs) Checking in at 92 on the list, Danielle Laidley, who is a man, but calls himself a woman, was listed at 92 on the list. Laidley is a former Australian Football League coach and player. (laughs) and was awarded a top spot on the list for his contributions to the AFL and transgender activism. Uh, These are some more pictures. I saw them, so you have to see them too. And can you just say, Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Oh, we have a mugshot. Yep. As you would expect, this person was arrested. What they were were arrested for was stalking and drug possession. (laughs) It's hard not to laugh. It's, and it's kind of hard not to root for the Muslims. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. 92 on the hottest women in Australia Maxim Magazine edition. And I have to ask the question because it does, it, this does beg the question. Are Australian women really that ugly? 
that this ugly man is better looking than eight of their hottest women. So we on the deep end here have a crack research team. We dug out the uh, remaining eight ladies, um, 93 through 100. I want to show you who they are so you can probably understand how does this man get to that position. Here they are, numbers 92 to 99. Uh, you've got a lot of pretty ladies on that uh, list right there. And uh, you say you're not sharing with me uh, number 100. Uh, we did find number 100. Here they are. Here's number one. <laughs> oh, I love Mid Journey. I don't know if you can do any. I don't know if you can tell. Can you see? <laughs> can you see a resist? Can you see a resemblance? Hello? Huh? If I look like this? Huh? Okay. <laughs> oh. You gotta love AI. Okay, that's the show. I thought I would end it on a happy note because I got you all alarmed about Armageddon. But tomorrow night, we do have the deep dive, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday nights. Join me as we continue through our study of the book of Torah, or the Torah, the law of life, not the book of Torah, Torah, law of life. Check out the gear and wear on the website, timhashlive.com. And as always, thank you guys to my supporters over at the Cash App, Tim Hatch Live, or timhashlive.com slash support. Your support goes to support Project Rescue and the American Bible Society. And uh, I also ask you one more time, click the like button. Do it. Do it now. Don't wait. And the like button, the subscribe button, and the notification bell. Get notified on your smartphone every time we go live. That will be something smart for you. Other than that, I would suggest pray for Israel's peace. Pray for guidance for our ridiculous leaders who don't seem to know how to lead this country. Pray for someone to come to Christ that you know now is the time to witness and share your faith like never before. And pray for us that we can continue to bring this content and help you and empower you live for Christ in these crazy last days. God bless you. Have a great night.